Hey everybody, today's episode is brought to you by two great sponsors. The first is Anchor Hosting. Look, we all know we need to keep our WordPress sites up to date, but sometimes we fall behind. I know I have. Wouldn't it be great if we got some help? Well, look no further. Anchor Hosting has your back. Anchor will handle your WordPress maintenance and hosting needs. With plans starting out at $20 a month, it's an ideal choice for small business owners or web professionals who want to leverage the power of WordPress without the technical responsibility. Head over to anchor.host today to find out more. Our next sponsor is WP in one month. Whether you are a do-it-yourself person who wants to make their own website, or you want to learn how to make money building websites, the courses offered through WP in one month will help you get the job done. Learn how to leverage WordPress over the course of four lessons to become a WordPress professional. And the best part, no coding required. The latest course, Up and Running with Beaver Builder, will show you how to make a website from start to finish using the popular page builder. And for a limited time, use the code BUILD for 10% off your entire cart. Head over to WPMO.us today. And now, onto the final episode of season one and part two of my interview with Jackie D'Elia, where we talk all about what we learned starting a podcast over the last four months. So uh, something else that, that you touched on uh, was budget for transcript, for editing, uh, for um, and then and then getting sponsors. So I think that's a really great thing to talk about. Um, we've been recording for a, a little while now, so we might I might make this a two part episode um, because there's I, I mean, there's a there's a few things that that, you know, we still like to cover and I like to still keep them short. But this is the season finale. Right. And. Uh, most good season finales are are an hour long because they have a lot to cover. So that's right. Just yeah. go for it. Absolutely. So uh, one thing, one big thing that I've learned um, the, with this experience is just ask. You know, I made a list of guests I wanted. I asked all of them. Only one or two said no, and that's because they couldn't. Like their schedule didn't allow for it or, or whatever. So I'll probably follow up with them again, uh, for season two, but, uh, the same thing kind of goes for sponsors. Uh, I got a lot more no's for sponsors because I'm asking them for money, but I got a lot more yeses than I thought I would. Um, so basically what I would do is I would talk to people. I would say, Hey, I'm starting this podcast. Uh, this is the target. These are my hopeful goals. Um, you know, what can, can you, can you sponsor an episode? Uh, I was, I started at $99 for season two. I'm going to raise it a little bit, uh, because now I have numbers and metrics and stuff like that. But most people at $99 were like, yeah, I'll, I'll sponsor your show. I'll support the cause. Right. Uh, that's really what it was. Uh, I reached out to, um, to people I know. And that's what they say, right? When you're looking for investments, the first people that you should go to are uh, friends, family, and fools. Uh, I'm not saying any of my sponsors are fools, but they're friends and family, at least. Or, or they're, they're people that I've met at other WordCamps or, or, or other events. So uh, they've been, my sponsors have been incredibly generous. Uh, it, it meant a lot to me that they kind of trusted in this. Um, one thing 
I'd like to do for season two is to get more metrics as to to see what the return on their investment was to see uh, and and make sure that, you know, they're what they're getting is worth it. Yeah, I think that's a really good point is there there needs it needs to be a win win for both sides. And you've done a great job of getting sponsors way better than I've been able to do in the time that I'm working on it. So you've been a real inspiration to me to kind of come out of my shell a little bit and ask people to be sponsors and follow up with them. I'm more I think reserved in that in that aspect, but hanging out with you has really helped me understand, you know, that if I want this to grow and I want to be able to provide a really good podcast for my listeners, that sponsors are going to help make that possible. I mean, I'm volunteering all of my time to put the podcast together, to do all of the work uh, for editing it and putting it out there. So, uh, and spot, this is a great opportunity though, for sponsors to showcase products and things that, um, you're mentioning in the podcast or that you're talking with guests about, and it's a great way for, to reinforce their brand and to drive traffic for them as well. Yeah, definitely. And, and that's so, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I've just, I don't know what, what clicked in me when I decided to, decided to start asking people. I think I think it was probably Brian Cogsgard. You know, when I interviewed him, he basically kind of said the same thing. Like, you know, because what's going to happen is you can put out a call for sponsorships, but unless you're getting like tons and tons of downloads, um, people probably aren't going to just volunteer their money. Uh, but I reached out to a few people that I knew who knew me, who knew my quality of work, and I said, hey, I'm starting this podcast. Uh, you know, I, I I could really use some sponsorships to get it off the ground. Uh, would you be willing to sponsor one episode for $99 or four episodes for like $360, which is like a 20% discount or something like that? And a few like, you know, they they said, yeah, I, you know, I'd love to. I, I love supporting things like this. Um, Hover, uh, I kind of I the timing was right for them. Um, and for me, kind of, I, I reached out to them and they're like, yeah, we want to get into the WordPress space. Uh, why don't we start with four episodes? And then they decided to sign on for another two through the end of the year. And, uh, so we're going to kind of renegotiate something in January and they're, they were, they're doing some things on their end too, right? Because, um, they want to, they want to have better metrics. So they're going to set up some things. I'm going to work with them a little bit more and I'm learning a lot from them, but, um, you know, I would say ask if you if somebody plugs a if somebody plugs a, a product on your show, ask that product. Be like, hey, I interviewed somebody. They mentioned your plugin. Would you be willing to sponsor this episode? Stuff like yeah, that. I also think having them sponsor multiple episodes or being like a sponsor for a season or a half of a season makes a lot more sense from a metric standpoint as well. It's you need to hear things more than once for it to really be effective and to sink in and become part of uh, the brand identity that that uh, you're trying to to put out there. So having somebody just sponsor a one-off episode. Now, maybe that might make sense if you're talking about a specific product line or a specific group of products and their product is featured in that. That might make sense. But I think forging some longer-term relationships where you can get some sponsors that want to be part of the entire message that you're, that you're helping to promote, um, I think that adds value for both sides. Yeah, that's, that's an absolutely great, absolutely great point. Um, you know, I've heard I've heard that people need to hear anything from uh, 
three or four to 10 or 12 times before they take the bait. And having, having a multi-episode partnership with a sponsor uh, means that their content is even more evergreen, right? Because the big selling point for uh, sponsoring a podcast is that the podcast will always be there unless the server goes away or unless you take it down, right? But for as long as the podcast lives, that sponsorship spot is there. So if somebody starts at the beginning, they're going to hear my first sponsors. Uh, so that's a lot more value for them, right? It's not just like a one-off ad. Uh, and then their logo and their um, and their link live on the website or in the show notes uh, for, again, as long as that sponsorship is available. So um, hitting- so they're, they're getting exposure in several different media formats. So they're getting visual exposure on the website home the website page for that episode. They're getting audio exposure in the podcast recording itself. And then if you're doing any transcripts where you've got, and, and I just started doing this on Rethink, uh, can't afford to do it for all the episodes yet, but going forward, I'm trying to apply all the sponsorship money to get those transcripts done. That's really good for SEO for the podcast as well, but it's also good SEO for those that are sponsoring if their products are mentioned in there and that becomes part of the written transcript as well. Yeah, and that's a great point. So we're talking about sponsorships, uh, but we're not just pocketing that money, right? We're not just, uh, you know, well, I mean, like we're we're putting our own time into it. Um, but exactly, but it costs money to host it. It yeah. costs money to, uh, you know, get it edited. If you're going to pay somebody to edit it, if you don't want to do that yourself, and it. Uh, and it just costs time for your, for your web hosting, for hosting your, and then we didn't even talk about some of the tools, you know, like I'm using Libsyn, right. Libsyn, I think is what it's called for hosting the audio of the podcast, because you probably don't want to host that on your own WordPress website because you're going to be, it's going to really be taxing on your server. You're going to, you're going to get a lot of bandwidth usage out of that. So you want to move your audio files to someplace that can be served to all of the outlets that are going to be using it, right? So for your RSS feed. And so iTunes grabs the audio from Libsyn and it, the RSS feed tells it where it is and it pulls it down. So there's a cost every month for hosting the media files alone. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, that's, you, you know, that, that sponsorship money goes towards that. Uh, I chose Libsyn cause you recommended it. And then I, I started to notice that basically every podcast I listen to uses Libsyn. They specialize in that. And, and there's a few reasons, there's a few other reasons for it, right? Besides, um, you know, you don't want the bandwidth hitting your server. They offer some metrics so we can get, we can easily see download counts and, and we can see how well each guest does, how well each day does, how launch day compares to like the next day and stuff like that. So that's really cool. But uh, this is very timely, actually. SiteGround uh, had an issue last night where all of my sites went down. Uh, so it was last night around 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All of my websites went down. Uh, if anybody wanted to listen to the podcast at that point, however, the episode is hosted with Libsyn. So, you know, if they're subscribing via iTunes or Pocket Casts or Stitcher, Stitcher, Skitcher, something like that, um, whatever they're subscribing to, uh, the audio is coming from a different server. So uh, just, you know, SiteGround went down last night and I should say that they, uh, they are, they're a friend of the show and they quickly 
uh, fixed the issue. My site, you know, the sites weren't down for more than like, I think 20 minutes. So, um, they, they handled it very quickly, but the point is my website went down. My podcast did not because I was hosting it with Libsyn. So that's about $4 a week. Uh, so, so that's one cost. If you're sending it out to edit, uh, I use a guy on Fiverr and I, I add all the extras. So that's about $30 an episode. Uh, I'm not doing transcripts quite yet. I'm going to for season two. Um, and that is a pretty big expense. I mean, I'm using rev.com for, for mine and I've had great success with that. It's, it's awesome. It's the, the document that I get back makes it really easy for me to create a PDF. And it also makes it really easy for me to, um, add it to the episode page. I did some CSS styling for it. So I have a nice layout that I'm happy with that looks good on mobile, looks good on, you know, the desktop and it's pretty easy. I t- basically take that, put it into my Atom editor and just format it in HTML and then cut and paste it and put it back into um, the WordPress uh, episode page. So that has made things really easy for me to to get all of that in there. So I'm happy with that very much so. But it is, you know, if you're doing, uh, it's about a dollar a minute. So if you're doing a 45-minute episode, you need to budget $45 just for the transcription service. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, I mean, like, you know, I keep mine to 30 minutes about, but um, that's $30 $30 for the transcript, $30 for the editing, $4 for hosting the audio. I pay X amount of, you know, I'm not going to break down the cost of my hosting, but uh, there there are costs associated with that. So we're maybe looking at $70 or $80 per episode if you're if you're doing the whole thing right if you're editing it yourself it could be even more expensive right if my hourly rate is a hundred dollars let's say if i'm doing freelance work and it takes me an hour to edit the podcast that's an hour that i didn't spend billing some client right or it's free time right and um for me my free time is quickly dwindling because i have a full-time job i have this podcast and in march i'm going to have a baby to take care of so (laughs) um You've got a full schedule ahead of you. Yeah. You know? So yes, it's it it takes a lot of time and editing it takes quite a bit of time. Now, granted, the first time you do it, if you're starting a podcast, you're going to be overwhelmed with, oh my gosh, this is taking so long to do. I've got to learn the tools. I have to, you know, put it all together. It does get easier and faster once you get a process down and you're like, okay, this is how I'm going to do my, I basically have a format template that I'm using for the episode pages that I follow with each one. So I have, I've tried to systematize it as best I could to make it as efficient as possible. So it does get easier over time, but it still takes a significant amount of time to do it. And just, that's, that's just the actual stuff, the scheduling part, the networking to meet people, to talk to, to get them to come on your show. All of that is a a lot of additional time as well that you may not realize that you're going to be spending. Yeah. And, and, uh, I, I just want to echo that like a hundred percent, right? Because, um, you know, the, the, the networking, the scheduling, the editing. So a point with the editing, um, is hopefully this podcast, hopefully this episode, uh, helps future podcasters determine what tools they're going to use. And I would say evaluate and pick a tool at the beginning and stick with it. Right. So I started on GarageBand. I might be switching to Audacity, which means that the learning curve that I had in the beginning with GarageBand is going to come back in season two because I'm going to have a learning curve for Audacity, right? Uh, Which kind of 
uh, undoes some of the things that I've learned this season, right? Hopefully in the long run, it'll make things better for me. But in the short term, I'm now probably going to spend an hour and a half or two hours editing the first episode of season one because I don't know Audacity, right? Um, so I would say if you can, uh, you know, don't don't stagnate. Don't like sit, rest on your laurels. In the James Laws episode, I messed that colloquialism up too. Don't rest on your laurels. If there's a good tool out there, then then give it a go. But don't switch don't switch tools every couple of weeks because that's just going to compound the amount of time that you're spending. Uh, I agree. I first started on SoundCloud for the hosting and then I switched to Libsyn a couple of episodes in. So, because I was still doing research. So one of the mistakes I guess I made early on was, is I was in a hurry to get things going and didn't have enough time set aside to do the research on how to, you know, what I wanted, um, where I wanted to host it, how I wanted to set it up. And even so, if you're, if you're just starting off, you're going to be overwhelmed just trying to figure out what plugin to use in your WordPress site that to do this, what theme you're going to use. If you are like, I use Genesis, my Genesis starter theme for this, but there was quite a bit of time that went into just designing and putting the website together. And then of course I used the, the Blueberry PowerPress plugin which you need to allow yourself some time to figure the the whole thing out with that because it it is it seems complicated when you first look at it and it does take some time. So there's some videos I think on YouTube and other places that kind of give you an overview of how to go about setting that up and how to go about getting it submitted to iTunes and all of the I guess the mechanics of getting that all done. It but it is a significant amount of time. So allow yourself if you're planning on launching a podcast March 1st you should be in January really putting all these things together. Because if you think if you're going to be able to throw it together in a week or two, I would say no, unless you're going to be doing it full time. Yeah. So I also use Blueberry. Uh, over the break, I'm going to try very hard to launch the podcatcher plugin that I've been working on. Because uh, there are a few things that Blueberry doesn't do that I would like the podcast to do, especially when like relating episodes to sponsors. Uh, I think will make my life a lot easier. However, definitely read the documentation. If you're going to use Blueberry, um, or I think there's another one called like Easy WP Podcasts or something like that. I'll link that one in the show notes. I'm sure I messed up that name. But um, with either of those plugins, the nice thing about them is that once you configure it, make sure you configure it right, they'll submit it to iTunes for you, which is one less step that you have to take. Um, and then. Uh, I, I, well, okay. So actually let me walk that back. I'm pretty sure it does. It does. Right. I no, I still think you need to go to iTunes and set up your account and then link it. If I recall, I'd have to go back and look at exactly what I did in the beginning, but I think you have to go to like, to a developer, pa Apple yeah, like po pod place to go connect. to set it up in there. Yes. Podcast connect. That's what it is. You have to go there and configure it and set it up and get your feed set up properly. Another thing that I do want to mention that I read about that is an issue. If you're considering like I am now switching to SSL for the site, right? For, for rethink.fm. If you use Let's Encrypt, there is an issue where it's going to mess up your feed with iTunes. So apparently iTunes does not like the Let's Encrypt feed. So you're going to need, and as far as I can tell, it has not been resolved yet. So you're going to need to get a different SSL certificate for your site if you want to switch it and then still submit to iTunes. 
Uh, that's, that's super interesting. So I'll say that, um, if you could send me that link for the show notes, I'd appreciate it. But, uh, I will. I, I'm using Let's Encrypt for my domain and I haven't seen an, I haven't seen an issue. Uh, that's good to know yeah. because I, the research that I did that I saw out there was saying that there were some people that were having problems when they switched with a Let's Encrypt that it, it was rejecting the feed. So if it, that has been corrected, that'd be a great thing to know because I would rather use the Let's Encrypt certificate for, for Rethink for sure. Yeah, that's that's a good point. So so we're getting a little bit uh, technical here. So uh, let's take a step back and, and kind of uh, distill this for the listeners out there. Uh, who might not be web developers. Um, Let's Encrypt is a service that allows you to kind of secure your website, right? Uh, basically, it makes sure that all of the data you're sending to and from your website um, is not in plain text. It's encrypted, which means that, uh, you know, some uh, hacker or hijacker or whoever can't just steal your information. Uh, for your podcast or your RSS feed, you don't necessarily need SSL uh, to, or, or Let's Encrypt because uh, the information is public anyway. But if you're logging into WordPress and you're sending a username and password uh, to uh, some server somewhere, that's where you need to use Let's Encrypt, right? So uh, that's a whole other episode. Uh, check out, uh, like, I think maybe the first or second episode of season two. Uh, I talked to Jay Armada from Securi. Uh, we talk all about that sort of stuff. Uh, but just to walk it back a, a bit for uh, for the listeners. Um, so we are both using WordPress. We're both using a plugin in WordPress to put together the RSS feed that we then need to give to iTunes, right? So that's the process. We're both using the Blueberry plugin. I'll link it in the show notes. We're both using WordPress and some theme that we found. Uh, and then the Blueberry plugin basically asks us all the questions that iTunes would ask us and gives us a feed to submit to iTunes, which you can do from podcastconnect.com. And again, I'll link that in the show notes too. So that's generally the process um, to get it submitted to iTunes. I would say the most important thing that you can do to publicize your podcast is submit it to iTunes. Uh, Even though like some of their tools stink, uh, it's still... um, it's still probably the number one way people use to listen to and subscribe and discover podcasts. So uh, get get that out there to iTunes. Uh, the other thing I would say is ask your listeners to rate your podcast, rate and review. Uh, please rate and review this podcast uh, <laughs> because the higher the rating, the more reviews it has, the more likely it's going to kind of make its way up the ranks uh, as far as, um, you know, being on the homepage or, or being like top of the list for uh, whatever category you say your podcast is. So that's going to get listeners for you. Um, so that's just kind of distilling that process. Did I miss anything in that? No, but it is a challenge getting folks to review, to submit a review and a rating. I've asked several times and I've had just a couple of people do it. And I know you're you're in the same situation as well. It's um, so it doesn't take very long. I mean, I've done it for your podcast because I enjoy Same. listening to it and I've done it for other podcasts that I have. It takes just like less than a minute to do it. So 
if you're enjoying the podcast, whichever one you're listening to, it doesn't matter. Um, go and leave a review if you if you um, feel so inclined. I think that that's a really good thing to do because it does help other people discover your podcast. And if you find something that's adding value, and that's a great way for you to share that. Definitely, definitely. So um, we are we are banging up against time. We're probably over time. This might be a a, a two episode arc, but. Uh, I have, basically, I have a, a, a conflict coming up very soon. So um, we, uh, let's, let's wrap up. We've talked about all sorts of stuff. We've talked about uh, getting guests, getting sponsors, the episode schedule, post-production, uh, transcripts and things like that. We've talked about submitting to iTunes. Uh, so again, this wasn't, you know, a traditional format for my podcast, but I do want to end with the last question I always ask. Jackie, which is, do you have any trade secrets for us? Trade secrets. Yes. Uh, my, mine is never stop learning. You know, embrace being a lifelong learner. For me, that's, uh, as I've gotten older in life, it's made it much easier. You know, I dedicate time every week for learning. I'm, you know, for things that I'm passionate about or things that I can leverage in my work to better serve my clients. Uh, one of the one of the things I've learned about myself is understand how you learn best. What method, what way do you, is it easier for you to learn? As I've gotten older now, video learning is very, very prominent now. There are loads of outlets to get video learning. And I learn best with video audio. That's like the way that I learn. If you ask me to read things, I'm going to be much more challenged to learn in that environment. So I've learned that that's how I do it. So I watch a lot of Linda courses. I'm on Treehouse and I watch, you know, courses, any kind of audio video courses for me, but figure out what works for you. If it's reading, if it's audio, if it's hands-on workshops, whatever it is, you know, make that part of your weekly routine and really leverage that. Nice. I, I love that. Um, cause I mean, you know, every time you do something new, you're learning, you want to make sure you're doing it right. Do it once, do it right. Uh, is something that, one of my old bosses when I was a kid, you know, he kind of told me that, do it once, do it right. Uh, we have the luxury on the internet of getting redos sometimes. Um, but, you know, it's, we talked a lot about the time commitment and how it takes a lot of time. And and I feel like maybe like right at that part, we got a little, um, I don't want to say down on podcasting, but we talked about kind of the drawbacks of podcasting. And it is a time commitment, but this is the most fun I've had in a while. Uh, you know, I, it's it's not making me a ton of money, uh, but it's a lot of fun. I get to talk to my friends. I get to talk to people I normally otherwise wouldn't talk to. And I get to kind of flex a different muscle. You know, I've, I'm a programmer. I spend most of my days programming. So, you know, diving into GarageBand or Audacity is something new and something different. And it's a lot of fun for me. I've, I've had a lot of fun learning. So that's just a, a great, a great tip, a great secret. It is. It's yeah. a great experience. It's, it's another learning experience and it's something you can share with somebody else. You may end up having a client at some point that's doing a podcast that needs help with some things and th it'll open up another whole avenue for you to, to be able to offer a service to somebody. So the, the, my, my main point on that is figure out what way you learn best and then just go for it. Awesome. Well, Jackie, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, Joe. I really enjoyed being here. 
as always, uh, I always enjoy talking to you. Uh, thanks to everybody out there who is uh, who listened. Um, so this is this is the end of season one. Uh, we are done. I've got 16 or so episodes uh, under my belt now. I'm going to take the holidays off and come back with a vengeance in 2017. I want to thank everybody who has supported the show, all of the guests, all of the sponsors, and especially the listeners. Uh, this is... Um, I've seen a, a, a lot more growth than I thought I would, and I could not be happier about it. So I really appreciate it. And until next season, get out there and build something. <laughs>